0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's always so amazing to have you here and to have you listening. I'm always so grateful that you tune into the episodes, and I really appreciate it when you go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. It really helps the show. It also helps when you share on social media or tell your friends and family about the show. Today, there's a subject that's very close to my heart, which is calling in your partner. And whether you're calling in a partner or not, I think that you'll receive a lot of value from this show, especially if you have the awareness that the universe supports you, you have the awareness that there's a higher plan, but sometimes actually really believing that and totally trusting and letting go of control is not so easy. I know so many people who have a lot of awareness, they've done a lot of personal growth work, But when it comes to really deeply surrendering and trusting that everything really is going to work out and our dreams really can come true, that's where roadblocks can show up. So if you can relate to that, I think you'll really connect with Vanessa in this call. Before we dive into the call, I want to share with you that enrollment for my retreat in Hawaii is officially open. I'm just starting to talk about it. So if you want to join, you're going to want to apply soon. It's September 8th through 13th. September 9th happens to be my birthday. (laughs) So I love my retreats so much. And I love the work that I do so much that I scheduled a retreat on my birthday because I can't imagine Any other way I'd rather spend my birthday than doing the work I love with people that I love and care about so deeply, and that means you. And the unique thing about this Hawaii retreat is that it's open to women, men, and couples. Up until now, my retreats have been for women only, and for years, both men and women have been asking me, please open it up to men. So I am, and I'm really, really excited about the healing that can happen when men and women do the work together. There's such a beautiful healing going on between the masculine and feminine right now, both inside of ourselves and externally. And I think this retreat is going to be another powerful place to do it. Plus it's in Maui. Do you know aloha is the Hawaiian word for love, affection, peace, compassion, forgiveness, and also means to be in the presence of divinity. (laughs) So can you imagine spending six days with me in the atmosphere of aloha? But more importantly, six days with yourself. And if you decide to come with your partner, six days with your partner, it's a beautiful opportunity to reconnect to yourself, to reconnect to the divine, to reconnect to your partner, to reconnect to mother earth, and to connect to other amazing like-minded people who will be there. You can learn more at christinehasler.com slash Hawaii, or you can email jill at christinehausler.com and she'll give you all the details. Okay. So as you are listening to this call with Vanessa, consider... Do you compare yourself to others and it seems like everybody else is getting what they want, but you're just not? Have you done a lot of the self-work and wondering when you're going to see the results of all your work? Are you tempted to settle for good enough when it comes to a relationship or any of your dreams because you're just sick of waiting? And finally, do you really, really trust And also, I really encourage you to listen to my breakdown after the call because I elaborate on what I believe a conscious partnership, conscious relationship is. A lot of people want to call in a conscious relationship or hear me talking about it, and you may be like, What does that really mean? We're all conscious, we're all alive. What does that mean? So I elaborate on that after the show. I also explain why I coached Vanessa the way that I did which I think also could apply to you. So the wrap up after the coaching call always has more information and more learning. So make sure to listen all the way through. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, a company I love, Lola. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes. The founders asked themselves if we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use. Why shouldn't the same be true for our feminine care products? Well, unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, no mystery fibers or doubts about what's going into your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customized subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need when you need it. So, I don't know if you know this, ladies, but the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products. So most of them don't, which is disgusting to me. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in all their products. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. You really want to put all that inside you? Lola products are 100% cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. And Lola makes your month easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Their subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, cancel at any time. Let me tell you, this came in handy for me. I don't know if you ladies can relate to this at all, but you know every month your period is coming. But it's like we forget somehow and it's there and like, we're like, oh crap, I don't have anything. That happened to me a few months ago and I had to send Stefanos out on a mission to get me tampons. That's when you know you're really in love when you send your man to go get tampons. And he came back with a mix of all things and he was disgusted. He was reading the ingredients. He's very protective of me and my body and was reading all the ingredients and was disgusted and found some organic stuff. But we were both so happy that I now have Lola because one, I don't have to send him out on a last minute errand. And two, we know that it's safe. So I encourage you to hit your subscription up for Lola and get 40% off. That's the call to action from me. If you enroll through mylola.com and enter over it when you subscribe, you get 40% off. That's a big discount, ladies. 40% off all subscriptions. mylola.com, enter over it over it when you subscribe. All right. And now on to my coaching session with Vanessa. Vanessa, welcome to the show. How can I help? Yeah. I want to be able
1: to initiate the new year calling in partnership. So I think that's one of my, my goals for this year.
0: Mmm. That's a juicy one. One I can relate to. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about <laughs> what that's been like for you so far and why that's important to you.
1: Yeah. I haven't really had what I would consider much luck in that avenue for the past several years. And, you know, I was unaware of it before and there was a lot of projections that took place and just decided to kind of step away from that from that for some time. And just really do my, my inner work and focus on myself. So I've been doing that for some time. And I have been noticing like a shift, maybe in the last year in terms of the kind of men that I'm, that I'm calling in. It's definitely different, the different caliber of men than before. But nevertheless, you know, not, not something substantial yet.
0: Okay. Well, that's, well, first of all, that's amazing. The fact that you're noticing a shift means you're getting closer. And sometimes there's a lot of clarifying ones before there's the one. And that said, I believe we have many soulmates in terms of people that come in to teach us lessons. And, you know, maybe you've heard me talk about the five different kinds of relationship. But what it sounds like you're talking about and what you're desiring now is that side by side partnership that is that lifetime soulmate, that that person that you can share your life with. Do you want marriage and children? Absolutely. Okay. And how long were you not dating? And what were some of the major lessons you learned?
1: I was not dating prior to last year. I would probably say about five years.
0: Wonderful. And, and I say wonderful, not like, I believe that we have to like not date, but it just sounds like it was a very self honoring process for you. And I'm curious within that time, what, what did you learn and what patterns did you break?
1: Some I was able to break, some I'm still in marination, but I'm thankful that I'm a conscious woman, so I'm aware of them. But for instance, I was noticing that I was doing a lot of like, you know, manifestations and doing all that fun work and whatnot. Nevertheless, nothing was really changing. And I realized even though I was, you know, having this desire and yearning for a relationship, more than a relationship, a partnership because I have come to learn that I can have relationships anytime Mm -hmm. I can have a relationship this week if I want. I mean, the men are out there for relationships, just not partnership of what I'm looking for. So what I noticed, even though I was doing the manifestations, there was still this fear of commitment that came and it was really strong when it came in. And I thought, holy, excuse my language, but it was just like, I was just mesmerized because here I am manifesting and doing it for some time. And then having that fear of commitment So I had to really sit with that and just be authentic, you know, with myself and just, you know, move forward and and see where that's coming from. So thankfully I've been aware of that. Has it really gone away completely and fully? Not necessarily. I do see it coming and going every now and then. And with that also to resistance. So there's like commitment slash resistance that, that has been coming into play. And so again, is it there or not? I feel like it's still kind of there, but I'm aware of when it's actually you know, having a toll in my life. And before I was completely unaware of of it, these entities actually being there.
0: Beautiful. And I so acknowledge the awareness that you have and the work that you've done. Could you tell me a little bit more about what the resistance feels like and how it shows up?
1: Yeah. Even this morning, actually, I felt that resistance and it resides in my solar plexus, which is essentially, you mm-hmm. know, owning and taking ownership of my power. Yep. Just a simple email to someone that I'm interested in, but not, not wanting this like, you know, like new... I tend in the past to get super excited. And then all of a sudden from there, all these expectations that come into Mm -hmm. play were all of a sudden in my mind, right? Not my soul, but in my mind, I'm already marrying the person. Mm -hmm. I'm already having children with the person. And it's Mm -hmm. like, holy smokes, I just met that person. But I just really feel attracted to that person. So just a simple email, I noticed like, as I was emailing it, I started feeling like a stomach egg in that area of my solar plexus. And I felt that resistance of like, you know, like, You know, going into the ego of like, that's stupid. Why would you email this person? You know, you're showing too much interest right away, yada, yada, yada. The the mail does the first, you move first, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and with that, because I was aware of it, I decided just to move forward with what my soul was really wanting in that moment. And I sent the email and I just kind of let it go.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So is the resistance, what are you calling the resistance? The part of you that's judging?
1: The part of me that is
0: judging, Mm -hmm. the part of me of instead of taking a step forward, you know, taking a step backwards.
1: So in this case, like having that desire and yearning to email, but I could have easily not emailed and just let it go. So that's like taking a step backwards. Yeah.
0: What I'm picking up from you is that you've done a lot of work and it's almost like the amount of awareness that you have is keeping you in your mind a little too much. So, let's mm-hmm. just let's just talk about a couple of different things. First, the fear of commitment. I, I, are you sure it's fear of commitment? What are you really scared of?
1: I would say that when that came into play the commitment this was about 2 years ago. I felt it stronger then than I do now because when I became aware of it I started, you know, working my process and doing the work that I felt that I I needed to do to release so right now I'm not feeling so much that commitment aspect of it, but nevertheless, I still feel, and it's like, I can't really convey it in words, but I still feel, you know, within me, the resistance. And I don't know if, if resistance and
0: commitment come in hand in hand. I have yeah. no
1: idea, but I do feel something still there. Yeah.
0: Cause I, I don't know if you were really afraid of commitment as much as you were afraid of getting hurt. Mm, perhaps. So when you think of when you go back and you feel into that fear of commitment, what felt scary to you about committing and what were you making committing mean?
1: Letting go of my vocation, letting go of Mm -hmm. my desires and and giving my whole self to that person because I had done that in the past Mm -hmm. and that didn't work for me and I was not showing up as myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I was showing up as nothing wrong with being vulnerable and naive and like always sitting in your feminine. There's nothing wrong with that if that's who you are. But I was residing in this space. That's not who I am. Right. You know, and
0: well, and and, yeah, and residing in our feminine doesn't mean we're passive. There's a lot of misinterpretation Mm -hmm. about feminine power Mm -hmm. and feminine empowerment. The feminine being feminine doesn't mean we allow the masculine to lead all the time. Being feminine mm-hmm. is also being very discerning, being a warrior woman and and having our power. You know, it's it's only been conditioned into us that men are, quote unquote, more powerful and we need to be submissive. I mean, there are different gender roles where you know, we may play that out sometimes, but when it comes to like our power and our purpose in life, it's a misnomer that the feminine is just supposed to be this flowy, passive, you know whatever, give up, let me give up my, my purpose type of thing. That's, that's more of a conditioning than it is a true expression of the feminine. So how I really want to serve you, Vanessa, is support you in stepping into one of the feminine superpowers, which is surrender. And surrender is again, not a airy fairy woo woo like thing to do. It is, it takes a tremendous courage and tremendous discernment. And I'm going to tell you a quick story, and then I'm going to bring it back to you. So I, like you, spent a lot of time on my own, healing my old wounds, looking at what scared me about relationship. And and I relate to what you said. I was scared that what if I get off purpose? What if I get distracted by the relationship? What if, you know, I'm not showing up fully? But really deep down underneath, what I was more scared of is that I wouldn't be safe and I wouldn't be seen and I'd get hurt somehow. And that's what deep down most of us are scared of. We either think that we're going to get hurt or deeply lose ourselves, but those two things kind of go hand in hand. But especially for us women, it's so, so, so important for us to really feel safe enough to be the fullest expression of ourselves. And so in the time that I was doing all the work and dating and kind of dated the same person with a different face over and over and over again, and was like, okay, I got to stop that pattern. I thought I was surrendered, but I was still very attached to my list of what I think he needed to look like. And I had a list because everybody says, make a list when you're calling in your person, make a list of what you want. And so I had this list of everything that I wanted and everything that I thought that mattered to me. And it was qualities and it was superficial things like attractive and and also personality things and character things like kind and generous and and consciousness was a big part of it. And this list gave me a sense of security. It gave me a sense of like I was almost using the list to make me feel safe. Like if I can get this kind of man, then I'll be safe. And then it'll be okay because I was scared. As much as I wanted it, there was a part of me that was scared because I had had failed relationships. I'd had my heart broken and it was so important to me. And it was something that mattered so much to me. And the more something matters, the more scared we are sometimes. And last New Year's Eve, so from when when it was turning 2018, I left a New Year's party early because I decided I just don't want to be at another New Year's party where everybody's kissing and I don't have anyone to kiss. <laughs> I'm, I w- I was had to move out of my house on the ocean that month and it was my last, it was a full moon and I just decided I want to be home on the ocean, on my deck looking at the moon. And I went out there and I was just really longing for my person, you know, my partner. Because I I hear you on wanting a true partner, not just... A relationship that's compatible and that's good enough. And I had the awareness that I had this list and I was really attached to it. And I got on my knees and I think I got on my knees, either that or I was in the chair, who knows, but I, I said a deep prayer and I said, God, I surrender my list. I let go of all of my attachment to how I want this to look. You pick. I know on so many levels, you know better than my mind and my ego. I know my soul knows. So I leave it up to my soul, his soul, and you. And I'm just going to stop trying. I'm going to stop searching. And I'm just going to trust because that's the other thing. I wasn't trusting. I was trying to make things happen because I wanted it so badly. So there was a level of, and it was subtle, but there was a level of control and level of attachment and a level of using my own awareness and my own consciousness about the kind of relationship I wanted and everything I had healed and that was preventing me from completely surrendering and completely trusting. And by not doing that, there was a level of tension and a level of stress and a level of worry. So I share that with you. Because what I'd love to support you in is getting really, really clear about not the list, but how you want to feel in relationship and then supporting you and really stepping into surrendering it. And I want to ask you how you felt when I was telling you that story. There was a part of me where I, I was present. And
1: then there was another part of me that just like took off mm-hmm. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know why or...
0: it it just, I don't know. I just, I felt that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that part of you that took off, that's probably a part that protects you. Right. So let's, let's just talk about your relationship with control and surrender. How would you say that you feel safest when you're doing things and controlling things and feel like you have a sense of, well, for lack of a better word, control?
1: I'm sorry, what's the question again?
0: I know it's in resonance to control, but you mean in terms of when I feel: Just in general, in terms of how you move through the world, would you say that something that makes you feel safe and something that makes you helps you manage stress is feeling like you're you're in control of things in your life?
1: Yes and no. I would probably say when it comes to finances and my vocation. If I if I have that quote unquote under control, then I feel I feel good about myself.
0: But when I don't, mm-hmm. then you don't. Then ahead. you don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. Let me ask you a different question. How much do you really surrender to God and trust that God is going to take care of things for you?
1: Well, I feel that's what what, what I'm in marination with right now because mm-hmm. there's a part of me that feels a little bit of anger, for lack of a better word, of like, okay, I've been doing. I've already surrendered so many times. I've been doing the work. Like I've been doing this for such a long time. And I know I should quote unquote, I know I should not like I I, quote unquote should know better. But then I start noticing like comparisons. Like I start seeing other people that things come to them so easily. They're getting married and having children and they're like horrible
0: people,
1: you know, and they're not good and they don't even do the work. And I'm like, how much God do you want me to surrender? Like, what is it about me that I feel that I have to do that? I have to work extra harder. So even though I I feel that I have surrendered, going back to your question, clearly still I haven't fully surrendered. If if, I I would imagine if if it seems that I have to keep climbing up the pyramid, you know, even though people
0: get what they want, have weight. You (laughs) You sound exactly like me two years ago of like, I've done all this work. Other people are getting married. What's going on? So I really, really hear you. And also know that a conscious relationship Is a different kind. You said earlier that you don't just want a relationship, you want a partnership. So if that's true, then I'm assuming, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you want a conscious man. You want a man that's also been doing his work. And one thing I'll say to you, and this could be the thing that I say to you that offers you the most reassurance, and then I want to get back to God. When I met my partner, everything made sense. And I was ready for years. He wasn't. In order for him to be the partner I needed him to be when we met and to be ready to meet me at the depth and the level of consciousness and openness that I require, I had to wait a little while because he was on his own path, dealing with his own things. And so I really hear you may be totally ready and you may just be waiting a bit for your man to do a little more work, maybe resolve a few more things before it's truly in alignment for you two to meet. Can you see that?
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is this is where I really want you to lean in because this is where I think you have an opportunity to deepen your spiritual practice, to look, to spend less time focusing on where is he, and a little more time leaning into your spiritual relationship and really turning to that for the support, the love, the partnership that you are yearning for from a man. That was one of the best things I did for myself. I really turned within and became an incredible partner to myself, which you're doing, and I think there's a little more room to go there, and really leaned into your connection with the divine Because the more you do that, the more you're going to feel held and the more you're going to trust. And there may even be, you know, and I don't have too much time to go all into the story, but there may even be an old story in there from when you were little of, or a younger girl or woman of, you know, life works out for other people, but not for me. Why do I have to work so hard for everything? And if there is any kind of story or any limiting belief along those lines, I really encourage you to let that go. And know that you don't have to do anything to call this in. It's more about your way of being. And it's more about moving into a feeling that you want to feel with him. And that was one of the biggest things that I did is I really shifted into, all right, what what do I want to feel in my partnership with my beloved? And I started to like cultivate those feelings inside myself. So what's coming up for you as I say all this?
1: Ah, uh, just the, the, the full archetype is really present and it's, it's making me laugh, which is good. But at the same time, it's irritating me.
0: And tell me a little bit what you mean by that.
1: Yeah. I was going to get into that. The, um mm-hmm. uh, when you mentioned about obviously the, the connection with higher source and, and, and it sounds, and it's been, it's been pretty present to me. Like instead of focusing in that partnership, which eventually it will come, but focusing on that relationship, that partnership that I have with higher source. And what I was hearing my full archetype say was like, well, there's so many atheist people out there that don't believe in God and they live, you know, they're happily married and have children. Right. So, I mean, it kind of did make me laugh because it is true. You know, there's truth to that. And obviously irritable because it's like, okay, you know, I don't need to hear this right now.
0: Um, Well, and let's just, well, we'll hold on. So, so that's your judger coming up again. Of yeah, definitely.
1: When a fool archetype comes into play, he's the biggest judger for
0: sure. Well, yeah. the actual true archetype of the fool doesn't judge the truest mm. archetype in the, in the truest. Cause yeah. if we go high enough to what archetypes truly represent, it's more of a comparison and it's more, it's, it's the fool is more of, it's a forgetting who he really is than it mm. is a judging yeah. of others. The fool reminds us of when we forget of who we truly are. And I really encourage you not to go into comparison because everybody's on a different path. So this, this pattern that I've heard a couple of times of other people have, and I don't, I really encourage you to work with that a little bit because that's old, that's old. And it goes into your self-worth. And it's an old story about how other people get what they want and you don't. And continuing to carry around that belief will continue to separate you more and more from God because you'll think that God likes other people better than you. And I know consciously, you know, that's not true, but there's a part of you that fears that. And that's the fool is forgetting who you truly are. And so when you notice these different parts of you come up, You just greet them and you welcome them and be like, oh, wow, there's the part of me that compares. And usually these parts are just protective of us, but it's so important that when you do, when it comes up, you acknowledge it with compassion and you come back to the truth of who you are and you remind yourself, I am me and I am on my path and my beloved is on his path and our paths are heading toward each other. And I trust God to bring us together. I'm going to keep doing my work to be the best partner I can possibly be so that I stay in a frequency that's easier for him to find me. That's the thing that I realized is it's going to be way easier for my beloved to find me if my frequency and my vibration is bright and light. It's going to pull us together even faster. And so I encourage you to deepen into the surrender, to deepen into the trust, to start talking to your beloved out loud. I would do that. I would drive around in my car and talk to him like he was sitting in the passenger seat. And what's so funny is that when Stefano's first moved here, he couldn't drive because he's Australian and we couldn't get him a California license and he wasn't insured. So he like couldn't drive. And he had to sit in the passenger seat and I had to drive. And I'd literally be talking to him just like I was talking to him when I was calling him in. So just start having the relationship before it's there in physical presence. And instead of analyzing and thinking and observing yourself so much, just be, be that partner to yourself and really, really trust that when he shows up, you will know it will feel like home. Hmm. You're not doing anything wrong. The only thing you're doing that's hurtful is forgetting who you really are. Thinking that you're being Hmm. left behind, thinking that you're forgotten thinking that other people are getting things that you're not. It's it's just that fear of never finding him or never being found or however you want to phrase it. And I just really encourage you to let that go because he's coming. Mm. Thank you. Does that give you a new way to hold it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from this call?
1: Elevating my vibration. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And surrendering. Got to let uh-huh. go of the control. You're really good. You're super conscious. You're super aware. You have all, all the tools. You know, all the things. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, tarot archetypes. You know, you, you're very wise. Know that it's your way of being and your heart and your loving that's going to call him in. There's nothing more you have um. to learn or do or process just really really fall more deeply in love with yourself and allow yourself to feel the love from God and the support from God and surrender to the divine matchmaking. Hmm. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, and I better get an email when this person shows up. And it could be <laughs> tomorrow, it could <laughs> be 2 years from now, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. I my wait was 8 years. So, almost 9. So, you know, it happens when it happens, but I wouldn't have changed a thing. Mm. Thank you, Christine. My pleasure. Thank you, Vanessa, for sharing such a heartfelt dream with all of us. I deeply acknowledge all the work that Vanessa has done. The way she values personal growth is beautiful and it will support her in calling in a conscious partnership. As promised in the intro, I want to begin by elaborating a bit on what I mean by a conscious relationship. From my point of view, it's when both partners are committed to growth and lifelong learning. First about themselves, then about each other, and then just about humanity in general. They're in the relationship not only to get their own needs met, but to truly love someone else in a way that supports that other person's growth, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And in a conscious partnership, you know your partner stimulates your own growth. The partnership becomes a journey of evolution rather than just compatibility, chemistry, convenience, or (laughs) obligation. Next, in a conscious relationship, each person is willing to take 100% responsibility for their 50% of the relationship. In other words, in a conscious relationship, you own your shit. Now you speak your needs rather than expecting your partner to know them. You don't expect your partner to be a mind reader. You set them up for success rather than testing them to see if they really love you, you communicate exactly what you need and you set them up for success. You realize that your partner truly cannot upset or hurt you. Your upset is just a result of an internal trigger or projection, which you own and you work through. Now, this is important because sometimes people use conscious relationships as a cop-out to just be jerky or inappropriate with their behavior. So just because each person takes 100% responsibility and you know that when we get upset, we're usually triggered by something inside of us. That is not a permission slip just to treat your partner however you want and say, oh, sorry, you're upset. That's your issue. Go deal with it. We are also responsible for treating our partner with kindness. You know, a conscious relationship really creates a safe space for healing for each partner, a safe space for each partner to really express and feel. You know, part of Stephanos and I coming together and getting to know each other is we really were curious and wanted to have a deep understanding of each other's past. Both of us know each other's childhood wounding and wounding in relationship, and we're sensitive to that. When I want to communicate something to him that I feel, you know, may trigger him or is a bit of a touchy issue, I do it with kindness. I keep in mind what his buttons are and I'm aware of them. That doesn't mean I'm not radically honest, but I do it in a way that keeps our container safe. Do we mess up? Yes. Do we have those unconscious moments? Yes. But we always come back. You know, we were in a fight last week, not even a fight, we just had tension. And both of us were triggered and I was, I was upset. And he said to me, you know, Christine, our relationship, there's always blue sky. Sometimes clouds are gonna come in for five minutes, a day, a week. But no matter what, we know that blue sky is there and we're always committed to getting back to it. Which brings me to another point of a conscious relationship, you're committed. (laughs) You know that you're all in. It's not one foot out and one foot in. When you know that that blue sky is always there, you are 100% committed to getting back to it. You don't just cop out. And finally, you realize that love is a verb. Rather than waiting for your partner to love you or waiting for them to show up in a certain way or allowing yourself to go into complacency and hoping your partner is going to go mix it up or looking outside the relationship for some kind of stimulation, you are always making love a verb. You are consistently putting intention into your relationship. For a lot of us entrepreneurs or even career people, we work a lot on business or parents. You work a lot on parenting and oftentimes your relationship can be last on the priority list. We're really in a conscious relationship. The relationship is the foundation for everything else. And so you're consistently putting intention and effort into it. Love isn't assumed. Yes, it's there, but it's constantly a verb. It's consistently invested in. So let's get back to Vanessa. Vanessa. I want to share a bit about why I coached Vanessa the way I did. One thing I sensed about Vanessa, and I can totally relate to this, is that one of her patterns that helps her feel safe, feels like she's making progress, etc., is the pattern of control. She likes to know things. She's good at knowing things. She likes to feel like she is doing whatever she can to get what she wants. She likes to feel empowered. Something I see for a lot of us, again, including myself, is when we invest in a lot of personal development, it's like the understanding we seek to gain can be a sneaky way of attempting to control things. For example, we might think, oh, if I just heal my issues or study lots of philosophies or practice the law of attraction, then I can get what I want. It's like we understand personal development we start to understand the way things work and we're like, oh, I can use all this information to control my environment. <laughs> you see the control in that? Do you see the sneaky way of how we use personal development as a way to get more certainty when we feel uncertain? That's what it felt like in Vanessa. I felt a lot of awareness, but I felt little faith. It sounded like she was doing a lot, but surrendering a little. That's why instead of coaching her with a more psychological exploration or giving her action steps, I told her a story about my life. I remember Mona, my first coach. I go in for sessions and I'd be like, with my agenda, I'd be like, "This is what I'm talking about, and I'm upset about this." Da da da, and she'd go into some random story. And I'd be like, oh, that's such a waste of money. Why is she telling me a story? Oh, we need to get back to me. Why is she talking about her? I want to get back to me. Eventually after years of doing this, when Mona was training me to be a coach, she's like, do you know why I tell you so many stories? And I said, to annoy me? And she said, no, because I'm talking to your unconscious mind. Your conscious mind is so strong. I have to backdoor you. I have to go in through the back door and plant seeds, through stories. Because when someone tells us a story, we think in pictures and we're out of our own experience. So it gets to the part of our brain where most of our wiring is. And that's actually a better way to impart information to someone than actually just telling them the information. So I want to turn it back to you again and ask you, where are you controlling a little too much through either your actions or your continual pursuit to figure things out or manifest things? Where do you lack faith? Are you willing to 100% believe that the universe has heard your request and really the only thing you have to quote unquote do is get in alignment with believing it will happen? That was huge for me. You know, there is a point where I'd done my work. Yes, the internal work is important. Understanding all the things we talk about on this show and all the things that the personal development industry and the consciousness movement teaches us is important. But there comes a point where we know we've released the blocks and it's time to just freaking trust. And that's the point I got to. I was like, I have done enough. I need to stop trying to make this happen. This is important for all of us, especially as women. Because truly, a superpower of the feminine is to relax into surrendering. Surrendering does not mean complacency. Surrendering actually takes a truckload of courage because you're surrendering into really trusting that your higher self and your higher power are co creating your deepest desires. And when I really let go and I stop trying to make it happen by either changing my online profile or hiring another coach. Boom. I saw Stefano's face on a computer screen and it was instant. If you want to know the story about how we met, we talk about it in a podcast that I released in September. So go back to a coach's corner. I think it's like September 8th or something. You can hear a whole story. Back to you again. Takeaways as I wrap up here. Ditch your freaking lists, (laughs) all your lists of what you want. Most of them come from your ego anyway. So maybe instead of ditching them, rewrite them throw away the ones you have and rewrite them and make a list of how you want to feel. So if you're making a list about your partner, talk about how you want to feel in the relationship, how you want to express, how you want to feel rather than a list list of what he, what he or she looks like and the qualities and how much money they make and blah, 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 blah. And then do some kind of ceremony to release your attachment. Like I shared with Vanessa, there was that moment on New Year's Eve where I went out to my balcony and I said, okay, God, this terrifies the crap out of me, but I'm letting go of my list. You pick, you be my matchmaker. I'm going to let go and you just make it happen. I still feel butterflies in my stomach when I think about it. And I hate to say, quote unquote, it worked, but it did. (laughs) And I feel like the universe brought my divine partner to me and it wasn't hard. And I didn't have to do anything. We just kind of smacked into each other. Next, raise your vibe, like I told Vanessa, and act as if it's already here. When you're in the anticipation and you're in the wanting and the wanting and the wanting, the more you want something you don't have, the more you're reinforcing it not being there. So you really want to be in, you can be in the longing, but also be in the experience of it's already here because truly there is no time and space. It's just an illusion. So you're already with, if we're talking about relationship, you can apply this to career. You can apply this to having a child, whatever your deepest desire, it's already done on some level. So you might as well get in vibrational alignment with that and act as if it's already here. And finally, and this is a tip for you if you're calling in your partner or not, be your own best partner. We really get the love we think we're worthy of deserving, and we really get the love that's a reflection of how we love ourselves. So if you want to be loved and cherished and feel feel safe with someone, well, then love yourself, cherish yourself, and make sure you create that feeling of safety inside of you. And have fun with yourself and enjoy your life. That's a big thing. Joy, joy, joy. Giving yourself joy and play and fun is a big part of being your own best partner to you. One more thing before I sign off, reminder that my next group coaching call, live group coaching call and guided meditation and teaching is going to be March 20th. You can go to christinehassler.com slash group to get your seat. It's only $20. Great opportunity to learn from me a little deeper and get live coaching from me that's not aired on the podcast. And if you can't make it live, you can always get the recording. Again, only 20 bucks. Love for you to join me, christinehassler.com slash group. All right, everyone, that is our show for today. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com.